Hey, we're in week three of our series that we've titled Level Up. And I just wanted to communicate some things with you that have been stirring in my heart. And really this series and the purpose behind it, the heart behind it, is really this. Is that even during this moment, this time that we're all experiencing right now, is that I believe that we can live a life of faith that can really produce something pretty amazing uh, during this moment that we find ourselves in. Is that we don't just have to sit back and wait and just be reactive to life. But man, I believe that God wants to produce things in us in every season and in every moment of our life. And so that's really kind of the heartbeat, the thought behind this series and to really see us go from where maybe we have been and really go into that next level, that next place that God really desires for us to in our life. And so, you know, there's some spiritual applications to this, but there's also natural applications as well. Um, You know, there's lots of things and lots of habits that I'm sure things that we've adjusted during this time and maybe uh, corrections in some ways and finding some discipline or maybe even the lack thereof that maybe we need to add. And so I just want to remind you a little bit about the last couple of weeks and what we've been discussing through this series. And so in week one, one of the big thoughts, the big question I had for you was this, is that not to be so focused on what you can't do right now, but to really begin to ask yourself and to focus on this question, which is what can I do? What is there that I could be doing right now to help me move forward so that I'm not just stuck in a rut, stuck in a moment in between? waiting for the government to say that we can open up and have normal life or waiting for my job to come back or waiting for the kids to go back to daycare or to school or whatever and kind of just keeping your life in pause but really being proactive during this time. And so I would encourage you, don't be so focused on what you can't do. But even in that is to, well, how is the best way to be attentive? And I I shared with you in week one about Joshua and Caleb. It comes out of the the book of Numbers in the Old Testament, but it really talks about them leading the children of Israel out of Egypt and into a promised land. And, you know, and I won't go through all the details, but one of the things that separated Joshua and Caleb, the Bible says this about them, that they had a different spirit about them. And it really was a spirit of faith that really helped them go into this promised land because in the promised land, there were giants in that land and it was going to require people of faith to go take the land that God had promised because God said it was theirs and they had gotten a bad report. But, you know, I believe that we have to have that same kind of spirit of faith during this season if we're going to see God do and produce anything in us everything that he wants. And so I believe that we need that really as much as ever. But I also understand this and, you know, that uh, during this time, I mean, we've been walking through this moment for a little while now. And any time that, that there's space between kind of the beginning and the ending of something, we can become fatigued in the journey. And what I want to encourage you with is this, is don't let your fatigue cause you to lose your faith during this time. Man, stick to and hold on to what you've been believing God for. And maybe it's time to begin to believe God to help you move forward in some things. You know, quite honestly, this week I, I had a bad day. Uh, Tuesday was a bad, it's really the worst day for me in this whole thing because I'm a pretty focused person many times. And so I had my sights set on 30 days and I was pretty uh, committed that, hey, on Monday we were going to, you know, get some of this stuff released. And man, Tuesday was just a bad day. I was just frustrated and partly just because I was in the mentality of that, hey, life's going to begin to resume a little bit and we're going to start moving towards some other progress. And You know, and part of it was just, I think I was a little fatigued, just the day in, day out grind of everything. And so, you know, but here's the thing, and this is what I would encourage you with, is I didn't stay there. I made choices, even on Wednesday, 
even on Tuesday afternoon, that I was just like, man, I'm not going to stay in this place uh, of just fatigue and being frustrated. I'm going to be active and really uh, pursuing those things that I feel like that God put in my heart that I could be doing during this time. And, And so the thing is, is that if we get down, look, it's normal. Don't think it's strange. It's normal for us to to feel down, to be frustrated at times, but don't stay there. Get back up. Choose to live your life from a place of faith, not from a place of feeling, not from a place of circumstance. No, I'm going to choose to live my life from a place of faith. And then last week, Pastor Sam shared with us about being discouraged in the journey. And, I, you know, it's pretty fitting. He preached that on Sunday, and I experienced that on Tuesday. And... uh, you know, but I would, you know, and, and the thing that he, one of the big thoughts that he shared with us was this, was to never forget that God is taking you somewhere, even in this moment, and to never lose sight of that. So I would encourage you. It was such an incredible message, and if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, I strongly encourage you to jump online and listen to it, because I believe it'll be a blessing to your life. And so today I want to share some more with you of what's been in my heart concerning this series and us kind of stepping up and going to the next level that God would have us to, even in this moment, because I believe that there are things that we could be doing that would have great benefit in our life if we're proactive. And so Uh, You know, and so I want to take this from a little different angle today in this. And so I'll start with a question is, how do you know when God is asking you to step up or to level up in any area of your life? And I want to give you one way that I have seen multiple times in my life that has proven that out through time that God does this and uses this in my life. And And it's something that we're all feeling right now. And so What it is, is I believe that every time that God, uh, now let me say this, I believe that every time that God begins to stir something in our heart, it's going to require faith to produce it. God never gives us just really low-lying fruit. He's going to give us something that what? It's going to make us stretch to so that we can grow. And, And so, but I also know that one of the ways that I've learned through the years and through my relationship with the Lord, that the Holy Spirit will begin to nudge me many times is through frustration. It's like a holy frustration. I don't mean just being aggravated that I can't go out of the house. I mean like there's something kind of gnawing on the inside of you and you may not even know what it is. And I know that we've been experiencing that frustration right now with COVID-19. That's not really what I'm talking about. What I am talking about is there's like a frustration in your heart, like an unsettledness, and and there's just this something that's just stirring on the inside of you, and it's almost like there's this longing inside of you, even though you may have no idea what it could or maybe even be, but you just know there's something inside of you that's like, man, there's something more for me. You know, and many times when we think of frustration, we can always think of it as a bad or as a negative thing, but I don't believe that frustration is always bad. And let me tell you why. I believe that many times, many times, that we don't get motivated enough until we get frustrated enough. Is that we got to get so frustrated that we're like, man, I'm so tired of this circumstance or this situation. I'll give you just a natural example. You may be dealing with some financial strain right now or frustration right now. I, I can tell you when you'll change, when you get frustrated enough about being broke. You'll what? You'll get a budget. You're going to start making different decisions. You'll start getting things more in order. And I've had that happen in my life where I just finally got fed up enough that I said, enough is enough. You know, you know, even for me personally, during this time, one of the things that I've started doing is to begin to exercise, which that's not part of my life. 
But I also, you know, the truth is, is that I was out on a walk with my son and my family and my son wanted to race me. And so I decided I was going to sprint and well, I didn't sprint very far. And then he said, let's do it again. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't catch my breath. Like I should not be this out of shape. And so what did I do? Because I'm like, man, I've got a decision out of my frustration I began to say, okay, I need to be more proactive in some areas of my life. And so I'm adding some discipline that I've not had into my life. Why? Because I want to go to a different place and I want to be able to operate and and to feel more energized throughout my day. Well, part of that I know is by even doing some physical things. And so frustration is not always bad. Frustration can provide an amazing amount of motivation when we direct it properly. And so, you know, in week one, I shared with you about how eagles uh, use storms and they really utilize them and the energy of a storm to help them rise to new heights. They're not just out there flapping their wings even harder. No, they actually just take it and they use the energy of that storm to cause them to rise above the storm. When all other birds and all other animals are running for cover, the eagle takes flight. They look at that storm or that opposition as an opportunity. And so I would encourage you, don't look at this moment just as an opposition to what you were doing. Look at it as an opportunity to increase your faith and to step into what God has for you. And so, you know, I want to share with you another detail that I love. I think this is so interesting. And, you know, we see eagles mentioned throughout Scripture, and many times there's a lot of spiritual applications that we can use. But I want to share another detail of the life of an eagle that I find very interesting and it really has to do with an eagle and how they treat their young to get them out of the nest. Because in the nest, what are they doing? They're going and getting their food. They're bringing them dinner. They're comfortable. Everything is good. That little eaglet is taken care of. It's provided for. It's protected. I mean, its parents are always watching over it from any prey that would try to come. But the eagle also knows that if they continue to allow that eaglet to just stay there and to be fed, that eagle may grow, but at some point it will fall out of the nest to its death. And so what the, what the mother will do is the mother will begin to frustrate those eaglets. It will make them uncomfortable. And what she does is she actually begins this nest that she has built typically with, you know, limbs and all these things to try to make it comfortable, she begins to pull it up and to begin to tear that nest up. So where it used to be all smooth, now it's prickly and, and sticks are, are poking those little eaglets and, and it's causing them this, this aggravation and this frustration is happening and this discomfort. And, and sometimes I, I've experienced it where, where even God will begin to make me uncomfortable in a season of my life where I've been comfortable. And it's not because he's mad at me. It's not because he's disappointed with me. It's quite the opposite. He's frustrating me because that frustration is going to provide some motivation. And I believe that that God will do this in our life. But if we don't see it properly, we're just going to think, why is something wrong? Something just doesn't feel right. Like, God, did I miss it? No, you're actually in the right place. And what happens with these eaglets is because that nest becomes uncomfortable, they begin to flap their wings. They begin to move around the nest. And here's one of the interesting things is that the mother eagle will never kick an eaglet out of the nest. If they do, if, if a mother was to go grab an eaglet by the neck and throw it out of the nest, he will never flap his wings. He will never fly. He would, die, he would fall to his death. But that eaglet eventually gets so aggravated, let me say it another way, he gets so motivated by his discomfort that he walks out to the ledge and he jumps. And when he jumps, he flies. Now, eagles have an amazing percentage of those that fly. Like, 
very few ever hit the ground. But if they didn't walk through that frustration, if they didn't walk through that discomfort, they would have never been able to develop the strength in their wings. They would have never developed the strength in and of themselves to be able to fly and to step into what they were actually born for. Because eagles are not born to sit in the nest. Eagles are born to fly. And I think it's such an amazing thing. And I think that there are things in us as well that sometimes God has to frustrate in us to give us some motivation to begin to step up and to step into what he has for us. And and so I believe that there is a time, just as it is with the eagles, there's a time where we should be in the nest, that we should be nourished, that we should grow. But there's also a time in our life where we should fly, that we should step into all that God has for us. And so I want to ask you a couple questions. Uh, So they're going to pop up on the screen here. If you're on your computer, it should just pop up on your screen and and you'll be able to answer yes or no. There's there's nothing complicated here. But I got just a couple questions for you. If you're on your phone, uh, at the bottom of the screen, there should be a little purple icon probably on the bottom right of your screen. You can click on that little icon and the, the poll will pop up. But the first question I have for you is this, is have you had frustration that motivated you to change for the better? I'll repeat the question. Have you had frustration that motivated you to change for the better? Because I believe, I mean, it's a bit of a rhetorical question, but I believe the answer should be yes for all of us. Yes, of course, we've experienced moments where, where that frustration actually gave us that motivation. Let me give you another example of this. Have you ever had the, the frustration of this, which is, I don't really, um, I don't know the Bible like the way that I want to or that I feel like I should. So my question is this, is do you want to understand the Bible more? Because if you want to and you have the motivation to, guess what? You will apply yourself to begin to read and consume the Word of God so that it's hidden in your heart. And and so you can have a desire, but if you just have a desire with no motivation, nothing's going to happen. But if you have a desire and you add motivation to it, something tremendous can happen. And, and, And... I don't have time to get into it, but trust me, the Word of God is worth your investment. It will produce in your life. It will produce in your heart. Let me give you another example. The frustration could be something like this. Is that I see hurting people, but I just don't know what to do. I don't know where to start. So my question for you is this is, would you love to see, or would you, would you love, or would you want to love and to serve people more? Would you want to love and serve people more? Now, I believe that we all should. That's part of our vision is that, man, we we want you to know God. We want you to find freedom. We want you to discover your purpose. Why? Because I believe every person was created to make a difference in the lives of those around them. And so, but we have to what? We have to look at our life and say, okay, are there things that are keeping me from that? And, you know, and you may be here and you may feel stuck in certain patterns of your life. You may be feeling like, man, this is just the way that it is. But I want to remind you, even in this moment, because you may say, man, there's God could do nothing in this moment in my life. Let me remind you of this, is that God will use every situation for his purpose, for his good purpose in our lives. You know, I was reading something here over the last week, and it was so good, I wanted to share it with you. And he said this, whoever wrote it, I don't know, or I'd tell you who it was, but uh, it says, you're not stuck. You're committed to certain patterns of behavior because they helped you in the past. It says, now those behaviors have become more harmful than helpful. The reason why you can't move forward is because you keep applying an old formula to a new level in your life. 
If you'll change the formula, you'll get a different result. Now, I think that's so powerful. Is that, man, there are things, you know, something easy would be, like if you still tried to live like a single person, even though that now you're married. Guess what? That's not going to work out too good. Why? Because you're at a new place in your life. And if you try to live single while you're married, you won't be married very long. Why? Because you're trying to apply an old formula to a new place, a new level in your life. And so it does require what? A new formula. It, it, it requires a new way of living and a new mindset. I mean, if you just had kids, guess what? Your life is different. There's no more of like, hey, you want to run to the store? Yeah, sure, let's go. No, it's, hey, we got to get the diaper bag. We got to get this. It's an ordeal to leave the house. And so now it's like, man, is it even worth going, right? Why? Because you can't operate in that old way of thinking anymore. You have to think in a new way. And so there's another question that I have for you today is this, is how do you recognize habits or patterns in your life that may be holding you back? Because it can be very hard. You know, we have the, the phrase of sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees because everything's so close. So how do you recognize habits and patterns in your life that could be holding you back? This is the way that I would encourage you is to begin to ask the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit sees all things, knows all things. The Bible says that he knows the mind of God, which means he knows God's plans for every one of you. And if you'll begin to ask the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, I need you to reveal to me these, ha- these, these habits and these patterns that are holding me back in my life. I believe that he will guide you. The Bible tells us that he is our God. He's our, our, our given God. He's on the inside of us. What? So we just need to ask him. And here's the thing that you have to know. You may have stepped into a new season and you find yourself frustrated. You know, I've experienced this multiple times in my life where God has moved me into a new season. And the first thing that I run into is frustration. Because what happens is I get into that new moment, that new place, and I realize I'm not ready for this. Like, I, I thought I was ready. But I know I'm not. And I have to begin to look to God and say, okay, God, if you've brought me here, then you have grace for this new place that you've brought me. And see, and I believe that is that God always gives new grace for a new place. You may, you know, let me give you a definition real quick before I move on about what God's grace is. And this is very simplistic, but I believe part of what God's grace is in our life is it's God's ability at work in us and for us. Now, this is important because God's work, guess what? For me, for any of us, for that matter, to ever get saved, God's grace had to first work for us so that it could work in us. And it's no different in any ever, any area of your life. You know, a number of years ago, I actually went back and looked it up because I wrote it down. And it was back in 2011, and I was in a moment of transition, and I knew God was doing some new things. I just didn't know what. And I'll never forget these words that Pastor Sam had actually shared with me. I, I was in a meeting, and he shared this, but he, and he made this statement, and it just resonated in my heart. And he said, any time that there's a lifting up, there's a challenge. Any time there's a lifting up, there's a challenge. And there always is. It doesn't matter what. You don't just, I mean, typically, I've never experienced or I just walked into a new season of my life where everything was just smooth sailing. It doesn't mean that everything was falling apart. But I had to grow into whatever I was stepping into. You know, just because my son was born, he was my firstborn, I became a parent, but that didn't make me a parent, a good parent in a day. I'm learning how to parent. I had to learn, you know, they, they didn't hand me my son and say, here's the, the owner's manual. 
Here's everything you need to know about Max. That's not the way it works. I've had to learn what and ask God for grace in my life to help be a father to him the way that I need to father him so he can step into what God has for him. And so there's always grace for this new place. You know, along the, you know, and so you could say it this way is that anytime that there's a lifting up, there's a resistance, sure, but it's predictable resistance. It shouldn't catch us off guard. We should kind of expect it to a certain degree. And so, you know, in week one, we talked about the children of Israel going into the promised land, and there were giants in the promised land. And my thought is, is why? Why would there be giants in the promised land? Why wouldn't God just go in there and clear everybody out and say, hey, here's everything I had for you? Because it would not have required any faith. See, you, you may be, have recently taken a new job or maybe you've recently lost your job and, or maybe you've got a, a, this new opportunity that you've been believing God for only to realize when you get there, I am in over my head. I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but I know I have. It's like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And I can either get frustrated and allow that frustration to spill over into insecurity, or I can allow that frustration to push me into and to rely upon the grace of God in my life. And the same thing is true with you. And it doesn't matter if you're talking about in your parental life. It doesn't matter if you're talking about in your financial life. It doesn't matter if it's in your spiritual life. Look, you can lean into and lean upon the grace of God because he said his grace was enough for us. It never comes up short. And so, you know, and here's the thing is that God will never set us up to fail. That if God brings you to a place, he expects you to what? To take that place. He expects that. That's why he brought you there to it. He didn't set you up to fail. God would never do that. He's too loving and he cares too much about us to set us up for failure. But we have to what? Have that spirit of faith. We have to take that step into Faith to what? To take hold of God's promises in our life. Now, here's a key thing about God's grace and really about walking things out with the Lord. And I think this is important. If we're going to move up and step into what God has for us, we can't force it. This is not something that we just do in our own strength and our own ability. No, this is something that we have to what? Trust God and His timing. Now, you may not be in a place yet. You may be believing God for something. But yet, you haven't stepped into it yet. Trust God's timing. Be faithful in the season that you're in. Don't run ahead of God trying to help him. He doesn't need our help. He needs our trust. And so if we will trust him and trust his timing, because his timing is perfect, even though it may not seem like it many times to us, I want to share a scripture with you out of Philippians chapter 1. In verse 6, it says, being confident, I love this, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it out, will carry it on all the way to completion. Now, let's look at this. Who began the good work? God did. Who completes the good work? God does. All we have to do is we have to be, what, cooperative with the process that God is leading us through to get us ready to develop in us the maturity, to develop in us the character, to develop in us the everything that we need so that we can flourish in the place that God has called us to. I mean, I've had jobs that I thought, why in the world did God send me into this wilderness? This has nothing to do with what God's called me to do. 
And today I look back and I see the wisdom of God. I see the hand of God right in the middle of that moment going, that was the reason. I needed to learn that in that season. And if I would have had that season, I never would have learned that lesson in any other environment. And God will put you in some places sometimes where it's kind of a head scratcher. And you're going, why am I here? And that's the very reason. And so, you know, I believe that that God begins and God will complete it. So I would encourage you with this. Stop striving. Stop trying to work so hard to step into what God has for you. Start trusting and rest in the goodness of God, that he loves you, that he has a plan for you, and he wants to see you move up, but he needs to develop our character. See, God won't allow us to walk into a promised land that will eat us up. That would, that would overtake us. We have to be patient saying, you are the designer. You're the potter. I am the clay. So I'm going to submit to your work as you're fashioning me and shaping me and molding me into the person that you've created me to be. And I don't have to try to become something. I just have to allow you to shape me into what you want me to be. And so I believe that the higher that we walk with the Lord and, and the more that we begin to step into what God has for us, that there's a need for less self-confidence. You want to know when you're in a place that God has probably brought you to is when you know, man, I am in over my head. And it will force you to have what? God confidence. And you're going to begin to rely on the grace of God. Saying, God, if you don't come through, I can't do this. I've, I've shared this many times. I failed speech multiple times in college. And yet I'm called to stand up and preach the gospel. And I knew it. And I couldn't even pass the most basic thing to graduate college. I had to pass public speaking. And I failed it multiple times. Because I was trying to do it in my own strength. I was trying to calm my nerves. I was trying to do all these things. And I finally, it finally dawned on me. Is that I just need to t- approach every one of these speeches that I have to do like I would a sermon. And, and, man, and I did that. And God's grace helped me. And I was able not just to barely scrape by and pass the class. I actually did pretty well. And now here I am talking to people. I'm talking to a camera right now. You know, that I know that you're going to be watching here in the next couple days. And and yet this was the calling in my life. And yet it seemed like the biggest obstacle that I could not do. I mean, there was a time in my life to do something like what I'm doing in this very moment right now. To stand in front of a camera and talk. I could not do it. I would get in front of a TV and ab- or in front of a camera and I would absolutely blank. I couldn't put a sentence together. And yet God's grace has helped me and helped develop me and helped given me the ability to be able to communicate to you. So I actually pray every time before I get up to speak. Why? Because I'm not confident in myself. I'm saying, God, if you don't speak, I've got nothing to say. And that's a genuine prayer of mine. Is that, God, I want you to speak through me. And you know what? God comes through every time. And it's important that we know that. See, for us to move higher, it requires humility out of us. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 6 and 7, the scripture says this. It says, So humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, and at the right time, at the appropriate time, at, at, at God's perfect moment, He will lift you up in honor. It says to give all of your worries and your cares over to God. Why? Because he cares for you. This is what, So every time that we surrender our heart, and look, and, and even the surrendering of our heart is more than a one-time 
moment or one-time decision. It is a continual decision to say, Lord, I lay my life down to you. I lay my life down to you. I lay my life down to you. And when we do that, though, it's, that's part of what develops that humility in us. And it reminds us, I don't have this. I don't know how to husband my wife properly. I don't know how to love my kids the way that they need to be loved. I don't know how to be a grandparent. I don't know how to lead my business. I don't know how to do a lot of things. But it's in our weakness that what we find the strength of God to work and that grace to come out in our life. And so this is what I want you to know, and I want you to catch this because it's so important. Is that many times we're believing God for great, mighty, huge things to happen. And you're like, oh my gosh, man, it's going to be amazing. Like, I'm going to get out of debt because I'm going to win the lottery. And just instantly everything's going to change. And I'm not saying that something that God couldn't work and not bless you. And, and I'm not saying that can't happen. But the reality is, is that what God does always starts as a seed. It's a foundational principle of God's word. And it's really a foundation foundational principle of the kingdom of God. It's what? It's, the, it, it's on this revelation and this understanding of, this, of the power of the seed. But the seed has to be sown to work. And so, you know, I, so it's a principle. I believe that God always starts with something small. It may just be a, a little frustration that you're like that little eaglet that, that your nest is getting upset right now. And you're wondering, like, what's going on and why am I... Why is this happening? God, what are you doing? And God is just what? He's starting with something small. And and many times it's even unseen. Usually I would say it's totally unseen. But that that seed begins to grow. That desire begins to grow. It begins to develop over time. And something wonderful and something much greater comes out of it than that seed that you started with. But you have to be willing to what? To sow the seed. you got to be willing to... To really trust God in the process. And so, you know, I'll give you an example of this, another example from Scripture, and it comes out of 1 Corinthians chapter 3. I'm going to read this from verses 6 through verse 9. And, and this is really talking about the Word of God, the message of, of Jesus going to people. And, and Paul writes this and says, That I planted the seed and Apollos watered it, but it was God who has been making it grow. God made it grow. Paul planted, Apollos watered, but God made it grow. God brought increase. He goes on and says, So that neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. He says, The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose. They will each be rewarded for their own labor, for we are co-workers in God's service, but you are God's field and God's building. Now, I love that part here where it says that we are co-workers because that's really who we are, is that we are now what co-workers. We're co-laborers with God. God is working in us, but we have to cooperate because God won't do the work for us. He will walk with us as he works in us, but he won't just do it all for us. We have to cooperate. You know, it's kind of like when those thoughts come, what do we do with them? Do we say, well, I can't do this? Or do we say, man, I don't feel like I have it, but God, your grace in me has this in this moment. And so if you want to level up, if, man, there's some things stirring up on the inside of you during this time, God's doing some things, here's where you start. you got to start planting some seeds, just like me. The other day, I started to run. I'm not a runner. I don't like running. I will do anything to avoid running. But you know what? I set a goal, and I kind of made it almost close enough. And, uh, you know, but I have to start somewhere. I didn't say, well, I'm going to go run a marathon. No, I said, I'm going to run around the block. Like, that was my goal. I was like, I'm going to go run 
around my, my neighborhood. A little jog. I mean, I'm still sore days later from it. But guess what? I understand that it's a seed. It's just a little drop that starts. And that little drop is going to produce more. As I'm staying diligent about it, guess what? I will begin to build some endurance. I'll begin to, to get stronger as I continue to walk this out. And, and so, you know, maybe there's some, some, some habits that you need to drop. Maybe there's, there's some habits that you need to begin to form in your life. Either way, there is progress for every one of us during a time like this. You are not stuck. You may feel stuck, but you are not stuck. You can begin to take some steps, begin to move forward. And so don't, and I, I started with this, and I'm going to kind of start to begin to wrap up with this, is don't be so focused on what you can't do. We still have a little bit of time here before, you know, our world is going to return to whatever the new normal may look like. But before we get back to some semblance of, of normal life, but don't be so focused on what you can't do. Begin to ask the Lord and say, what can I do? What could I be doing right now? Should I be reading something? Should I be developing something during this time? Should I be studying the word? Is there a specific area of my life that I need to be applying myself to, to get myself ready to step into what God has for me. And so I would encourage you. One of my friends posted this on social media this week. And I thought it was too good. So I thought I'd share it with you. Is He said this. is Let's pour our energy into planting seeds. Not just watching the clock. Man I love that. Let's put our energy into planting seeds. Not just watching the clock. And let's see what God can do with it. You know I want to encourage you today. You know you may be joining us today. Joining us this morning. And you know and I'm talking about leveling up. I'm talking about stepping into what God has for you. But you haven't really taken your first spiritual step. And that first spiritual step is you got to surrender your heart to Jesus. I mean, I believe that one of the greatest acts of humility that any human being can do is to surrender our will, to surrender our heart to Jesus. Now, it's a wonderful exchange. Jesus never takes anything from us that he doesn't give us something so much better in return. But this is what you've got to know is that salvation is not for good people. Good people don't need to be saved. Salvation, though, is for people who are broken. Salvation is for people who need forgiveness. See, I, I've been talking about the grace of God, and the reality is, is we, we all need the grace of God. God's favor is very simply, it's undeserved favor. Is that He did something for us that we didn't deserve. But I've got good news is that you qualify for it. You do. The fact that you're breathing tells me that you qualify. But you do have to accept it. See, God's grace is truly amazing. There's nothing else like it on the planet. But I want to invite you to begin and pray this prayer with me. Maybe you've never surrendered your heart to the Lord. Or maybe you have, but you just need to get back in relationship with the Lord. I'm going to encourage you to, to pray this prayer with me right now. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I ask you right now, to be my Lord, to be my Savior. I surrender my heart to you. I ask you to forgive me of all of my sin. I ask you to place a new heart inside of me that I could have a relationship with you. Father, I thank you that my heart is made new. That I have new desires. And Father, that I'll step into all that you have for me. 
And I thank you for your grace in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, you may have just prayed that prayer. And and hey, whether it was for the first time or maybe it was the second time, look, you have a next step. You just took your first step, but we believe that everybody has a next step. And so what I'm going to ask you to do is there's a link in the description of this video that says connect. I'm going to ask you to click on that, fill out that with your information because we want to help get you some information uh, really to help you in the decision that you just made. We don't want to just help you in the moment. We don't want you just to soothe your conscience and walk away. No, we want to help you begin to take a series of steps into what God has for you. And look, we are so excited for you for what God is beginning in this moment in your life. But no, God has more. The one who started it, is faithful to complete it, and you're just starting the journey. So we encourage you, hey, click that link, let us know so that we can get some resources to you to help you begin to walk this thing out.